Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another Mad Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, that is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's none other than Mr. Matt Donnelly. And if you're hearing us, that means we're working with Jacob the Audio Guy. Here, here, in the rear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome, Scoops. How's everybody doing? Hope you're scooptacular, everyone. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. By tuning in, thanks for downloading. Right, um, <laughs> just can't lose, can't leave that radio vernacular. No, it's gonna stay with us for a long time. I think. Um, I have to tell you that I woke up after last week. You know, we record both episodes uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, I woke up kind of going like, I, I bet, I bet, I bet I'm, I'm gonna have to apologize <laughs> for some stuff. <laughs> um. I and uh, here's the thing. So I just want to talk about. It. So last week we got into the Indiana thing a right, lot, right? And, and my my whole take on it was, why would you want people that hate you to make your cake? Let them hate you. Find someone else. Right. And I will say that, like, I uh, well, here's the thing. So I really actually just want to talk about our relationship to our listeners. <laughs> okay. All right. Because before we well, we'll get back Sexually. into it, I I was making myself laugh at a gay hating cake maker on the way in. Okay. <laughs> yes. And like, this is a comedy podcast. It is. And so if I get carried away on my high horse about something, it's, I, I don't actually have a high horse. No. Like I'm just, I, I think it's You're funny. shooting off to get the giggles. Yeah. I never think like, Oh, I can't wait to, to get this going. Like I can't wait to get to the, my, my platform and <laughs> annihilate people. I mean, for instance, I know what our listenership is, and I know what Penn Sunday School's listenership is. So believe me, the last thing I want to do is think that I have a high horse. Right. <laughs> if I have a high horse, then sit next to a high horse that's like a hundred times bigger than that yeah. horse. Yeah. So like I don't. No. Um. You know, I don't think we are not trying to speak to from some up. place of authority. I don't think. No. And uh, I will say so. At first. When I woke up, I was like, I was already thinking like, I don't, I, I gotta, I gotta wrap my head around this. Something doesn't feel right. I don't feel right with how I handled last night, but I also don't feel right with uh, the full libertarian perspective. And we get a lot of listeners from Penn Sunday School. Sure. So therefore we have a lot of libertarians that listen to our show. Yes. And within immediately the first people to listen to our show, uh, three, three different dedicated libertarians lit up our Twitter account. You got tweeted on the, the actual right. the actual gay-hating bakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, that's fine. I don't yeah. care about that. Here's the thing. I don't care about being corrected at all. We, no. We correct ourselves. We get corrected here all the time. We like that. And in terms of uh, trying to compare myself to someone who's much better at this, Penn Gillette, Penn also, we start off almost every Penn Sunday school with him apologizing for something he said last <laughs> week. So I don't mind when people bring facts to our attention. No. In my defense... It's kind of like if someone says, like, uh, you're a racist and like, no, I have one black friend, <laughs> like to to write me like documented, like there was like four cases that people brought to our attention, both on uh, on Twitter and in our Reddit account of yeah. actual, you know, uh, places where courts said you got to serve those people. Uh-huh. And uh, and I'll get back to that 
in a moment in a in a very respectful way okay. which um, I, I feel like i should chime in at that point because yeah. i did i had la- uh, last week i had those stories up on my computer in the conversation yeah. and we just never got to a point to to kind of interject that in there so well part I'm, of the reason I'm normally why kind of the fact check guy going and uh, yeah. and i missed those so I, right. I, I I didn't I didn't say them out loud. I had them on my computer and I didn't say them out loud. Good. I blame you too, and I did want to say Good. Jacob, but thank you for saying it. I so just, yeah, I, I will. If you guys, anyone who's mad at me, be mad at Jacob. Hashtag yes. blame Jacob, everybody. Yeah. Hashtag blame Shit. Jacob. Hashtag blame. You're not even on Twitter. What do you care? <laughs> yeah. All right, right. That's yeah. fine. Boo hoo. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag blame Jacob. The, right. guy, the guy who runs your the guy who runs your fake Twitter account's gonna be so pissed. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna lose it. Um, yeah, and I get just as many tweets about uh, whether that's Jacob's real Twitter handle uh, each week as I got libertarians hating what we said. <laughs> still not. Um, I initially, and maybe still unsuccessfully so, I initially started off the Indiana topic trying to be very clear about how much research I had done and where I was coming from comedically. I will say, and I, I don't think it was just me, I think we all... We were all in on it. We got fast oh, yeah. and loose. Yes, we, we did. We record this podcast at like 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. We got fast and loose because we were getting we were getting each other riled up, but in a funny way, in what I thought was a funny way. Yeah. Every time I've gotten on <laughs> a high does. horse about stuff, uh, it's always meant to be comedic. I never... Right. It, when we try to handle a serious topic, which we mm-hmm. have, it's usually not political at all. No. You know? We've handled, you know, we handled exactly. transgender stuff. Mm-hmm. We handled trigger warnings. I we handled a lot about you know, uh, video game violence, a big thing to my heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And with that, and it's very, those things are very personal or personal to our listener, like a listener. Mm-hmm. We're bringing up a listener's issue that we want to talk respectfully of because we realize it represents a larger issue. Uh, Pendulette is a known uh, and famous man for, and he's a fantastic spokesperson for being an atheist, for being a libertarian, and for being a skeptic. Right. Yes. I don't think I am any of those things. No. <laughs> and I don't think this podcast is any of those things. No. And I don't think anyone was coming to Ice Cream Social like they do come to Pendulette for guidance on for these guidance issues. when shit goes down. All right. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that completely. Like yeah. when when shit goes down. Yeah. A lot of Penn Sunday listeners and there's a fucking fuckload of them. Yeah. Really want to hear Pendulette's perspective on sure. political things. I like to hear Penn's. And we get things. an email summary, you know, of all the emails that come in, you know, to Penn Sunday School. We we, we do not address them very often on air, mm-hmm. but we do when we can, only because Penn has so much to talk about. Uh, uh, and here we are very much about our listeners. We have a much smaller audience, mm-hmm. and uh, we we interact with our listeners all the time. Yes, and we interact with them on Twitter. So, to every person, to the three libertarians who were very upset that wrote us on Twitter. I was manning our Twitter account that morning, the next morning. Uh, I told them right in uh, a scoop mail. Uh, we will gladly be corrected. Yes. And just like everyone who posted those articles, I'm right away I'm saying there are articles. And, and uh, now, granted, those articles all did not take place in Indiana there you or go. Arkansas. There you go. Um, but uh, sure enough, there are religious people who believe it's their religious right to not to serve. Not serve. Mm-hmm. Although that's not common amongst religious people no. at all. No. Uh, uh, I don't think, and I don't think it's even within their literature that they believe to it, do that. That's I mean, my personal opinion. It's more pizza makers than bakers now, I think. No, but the whole, there's so much more stuff about uh, <laughs> uh, candlestick makers. Um, <laughs> the pizza, the baker, the candlestick maker. Oh, the maker. fucking candlestick yeah. makers. <laughs> I grew up Catholic. I know what you're going to do with this candlestick. I was raised Catholic. I'm not selling it to you. I know what I'd do with the candlestick. I'm not selling it to you. 
Why do you think I got yeah. the candlestick business? The hate the hate <laughs> hate the hate the sin, don't hate the sinner kind of stuff. Turn the other yeah. cheek, love mm-hmm. thy neighbor, all that stuff. Um, so go ahead, uh, Jacob, and just this is the scoop mail we got. And uh, I'll be t- I'll be honest with you, we got this I think uh, yesterday. I've been thinking about it uh, constantly. I'm so just, I can tell this is weighing heavy on your heart, is. dude. Because I want to, because my instinct is to sm- is to smack back at it, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm trying not to because okay. you'll hear they challenge us to to be more pen like, and pen would not smack back at that. Person. Okay, let's hear. Okay, go ahead. Right, so this is from Concerned Scoop. All right, Concerned Scoop, not angry Scoop, not angry, just, just concerned. concerned. Concerned Scoop. Good. Well, that's a good thing. We want good concern. Start. Good and start. I, and I bet that person can, you know, there's a couple people who might have written it with the same scoop names. I bet that one's all them. <laughs> Uh, I generally enjoy listening to your show. You're both gifted comics and seem to be nice guys. The one exception is when you discuss politics. More often than not, I agree with you, but you still drive me crazy. (laughs) You generally pat yourselves on the back for holding the quote-unquote correct view and degrade those who do not agree with you. You do not discuss the real issues at hand or explain why you are correct. This is neither entertaining or an effective way to convince others. If you really want to discuss political issues, take a lesson from Penn and research and think about the issues and make rational arguments concerning them. Otherwise, leave the politics to others. Okay. Fair enough. I'll say this. Uh, We can have our own political opinions on whatever we want. (laughs) We can espouse them and revel in them. And you can agree with them or disagree with them. We are not coercing anyone into agreeing in our to our positions we do enjoy the fact that we share many similar positions matt and i and i think jacob as well yeah. uh and we have fun with that but we're certainly not trying to uh you know impose our will on anyone through that's, that well that's it like here's the here's the thing that, that i the, first off like once those three people wrote us yeah that was it yeah I, I mean unless this letter is not from one of those three people but i believe it I'm is i'm sure it is because I told those people to write right, us. Right, there you go. What I was hoping for was stuff like people posting the articles. What I was hoping for was a breakdown of the Indiana argument that I missed, you know, yeah. that I wasn't getting right. You know, I thought we were going to get called on stuff like we talked about how, at the beginning, we didn't say how it got passed. At mm-hmm. the end, we were saying, like, they actually were pretty slick about when they held votes. I didn't know. I didn't back. I didn't. I couldn't have backed that up, right? No. So I thought we were going to get called on the facts of how we, we put it down for Yeah, but this is just stop having political opinions. Yeah, well, and, that's not cool, and I'm, and that's hard, and uh, and 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 we can't, and no, and we do not take pride in bringing political issues to the spectrum. It's only when they're no. hanging right in our face. Right. Like right, I would right, just right. say, like what I what I what I what I'm most upset when I read this article is that I feel like that that part is a reach to me. I don't think we talk about politics that much at all. Not really on this podcast. Not really. No. Uh, m- most people understand it's to kind of almost be like a Vegas insidery thing, and that's the best of course mm-hmm. we can do it. So that part was upsetting to hear because I don't think we do. I don't think we talk about stuff like uh, this. You know, I th- I think uh, you know I think they're well intentioned. Also, yeah, they mean well, but also we can't take it too hard because that's the internet. Yeah, everybody's extremely reactionary. Yes, and everything goes to eleven automatically, and that's fine. That's how. That's how it goes. But I do want to address the status, though, that to think that we are condescendingly saying the other per- smacking the other person, or that we 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 are so patting ourselves on the back. It may come doing. off as condescending because we revel in it with such joy and glee. That is true, and that's where I'm saying, like, I believe you are mislistening to our podcast. Right. In We're... that we do, Paul and I, do not consider ourselves high status 
in any way. No. I do. I, yeah. Paul and Matt do not. Yeah. But Jacob I do. is, Jacob high is very. I mean, we're all pissed. If you the entered this room, yeah, you'd know yeah. who has the status. We were recording at Jacob's house, right? <laughs> we're not in this. You know, we're not in a studio. <laughs> no, we don't have a studio built in our home. <laughs> Paul and I are constantly for the fact that we're being we're broke ass college dropout comedians. Yeah. So like we uh, are really like ball busting like like yeah like. We are we are coming from the from the ground up. I do not think, and more than anything, we're having fun. Yeah, and it's thought experiments. It's oh, my headphones went out. It's thought experiments. It's uh, you know, toying with the ideas and yeah. seeing um, you know, how far we can take it, how inappropriate we can make it, and yeah. that kind of thing. So if it comes off as condescending, yeah, maybe it maybe it might feel that way because we're using satire. Yeah, and satire has a way of really. Cutting right to the core of people's beliefs and ideas. Yeah. And, and yeah, it can be kind of barbed. Yeah. But that's comedy. And we must have that. We must have that constant dialogue. And that letter sounds like no dialogue. No, no dialogue allowed. Only, only certain people get to speak about certain topics. And that sounds very strange to me. And if that person is, in fact, a libertarian, yeah. I think they need to check themselves or direct themselves. Well, here's the crazy what, part. What? <laughs> uh, here's the hard part. Because I, I say, I always, I quote myself saying leaning libertarian because mm-hmm. I, I, I usually react from my gut and then I talk to Penn or one of our, all of, or one of our, uh, one of my friends from that circle. And honestly, over the course of, you know, Last couple uh, years, a here. cup of coffee. No, I mean, like oh. over the course of like any issue, all of a sudden they say stuff, and I'm like, they're right, you know. Gotcha. Before I moved here, I was definitely not a big gun rights guy, mm-hmm. and now I really am pro gun rights. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I did drugs, I thought they should be illegal. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and I, now I, do you think they should be illegal? No, and no, I don't do them not. anymore. Right? See, uh, I've never done them, and I think they should be totally. Yeah, illegal. yeah, and so like you know, like. Uh, there, there's so many issues, and and this one just didn't flip that way for me. No, and it still didn't. And in my defense, and maybe this letter was written post, uh, uh, post or uh, before rather they got to listen to this week's Penn Sunday School. But I was so scared. I waited to the very end of the episode to raise the point that was still burning in me. Okay, that I that I did, and I changed Penn Gillette's mind on air, which has never happened. Wow. On it and Penn saw it my way. I, and my only point was, and this, this, and this was not, and I was not there last week with clarity. So I'm not trying to say this is where I was last week. Last week I was really still feeling it out and trying to see what was funny for me to talk about on Ice Cream Social. Mm-hmm. But what I, the last point I said to Indiana about Indiana to Penn on Penn Sunday School last week, I said, hasn't the religious side of this equation won a certain uh, PR battle by? making us talk about this issue with cakes and flowers. Wouldn't it be much more... Doesn't it get dangerous when we start talking about banks and doctors yeah. and EMTs. car salesmen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a case. Someone else, you know, someone, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, first off, a lot of scoops also backed up our perspective. We, we have a very mainstream perspective on the Indiana right. law. Right, right, right. It's right. not like we were... You know, come no. and, and and libertarians don't care about being mainstream or don't, don't, don't care about that at all. And also, I don't think anyone, like I said, any, no one writing in actually wants to be prejudiced against gays. I understand the perspective, absolutely, of it. And we're not, we're, you know, we're just discussing this. We're not yeah. trying to invalidate your point at all. Yeah, but we think, you know, 
Everything all else, points. Everybody gets a voice. Yeah, and just say like there's this 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 bias. I guess I can't resolve. I'm very left leaning. I'm very passionate. I'm very defensive. Scoops, about don't forget. I'm this is finish, the man yeah. that sits in line, sat in line for rent. How many times? <laughs> Ten times. Ten times. Yeah. Sat in line overnight to go see Rent. <laughs> the, this is an issue dear to him. I'm very. I get very upset with uh, with with uh, when people don't evolve and reduce people and and are 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 um, discriminatory mm-hmm. to gays, lesbians, and transgender people. Yeah, and bisexuals. It bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And so I can't untie it. I just can't in this situation. And I and I am and I and, and a lot of people wrote in about how it could also affect a lot all these other things. I mean John Stewart did a much more articulate and beautiful breakdown of it that that came out on the same side, you know. Uh when you try to say this also stops people from putting Nazi stuff on a cake. That means you're trying to say that gay people walking in and wanting a cake are like being Nazis to Jews, you know, right. and that's yeah. just not the case. Yeah. And there's such a difference between like, I do think you have a right to be an asshole. Sure. I do think you have a right to refuse individual service, mm-hmm. right? When you discriminate, you're failing to meet that individual. And that's yeah. where it lies with me. Yeah. And when, and when we can't protect minorities, you can't protect people because they're being reduced to their minority. You know, mm. when you come in and you want congratulations, Ben and Ben, on a cake. Mm-hmm. There's nothing inherently discriminatory. I mean, there's nothing inherently discriminatory in that language. And honestly, like to me, if you want to be libertarian, like then people's gender should be no one's business. How's that? Yeah. You know, because there's nothing inherently. So if I come in and I say I want a cake that says. And I'm anti-gay marriage, and that person doesn't want to make that cake. I do think they have more of a case because that's discriminatory language, you know. And, I, and that's and that's someone that's that's turning your cake into a political thing. Saying congrats to Ben and Ben is not, yeah. You know, these are and it's it's again all this stuff. It's case by case, and it is yeah. about meeting the individual. You're exactly right. Yeah, we treat it as though it can be a blanket covered thing, and it cannot. Yeah, because I don't believe when when Ben and Ben want their cake made from your Christian cake store, I don't believe they are actually infringing on your religious rights in any way by walking in and requesting that cake. I don't think so. And I have I have plenty of gay friends that I adore in my circle of friends, and I know plenty of gay people who I do not care for as well. (laughs) It's not it's a case by case thing. Yeah. And not Um, because of their. (laughs) <laughs> no, and, and the libertarian point I did make on Sexuality Penn Sunday School, or sex. you know, people bring up these court cases, and my dad, who's, who's a trial, is a trial lawyer, agreed. It was like for these cases, the ones that everyone brought to my attention, because I said I said it was like Santa Claus, and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was dead wrong on that point. I really was just surprised that, that, that I wasn't seeing much more on it. Even the, the articles that are being posted weren't necessarily big. You know, I just wasn't necessarily seeing a lot of light to me. Yeah. My perception, it, my mistake. It just didn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you force someone to do some shit like that? Yeah. That just seems strange Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. And the court cases for me, and this is Penn's point, they're both sides got to be petty. If you're going to call one petty, the other side's petty. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And that's Ab- the thing. That's what I mean. I, and I thought, that's where I'm, I am in agreement. I hope the libertarians are agreeing with me there. You have, both sides have to really want that to happen. So yeah, it went to court and yeah, it went down. But like both sides... Failed to resolve this in a thousand ways before I went to court for this to happen. Yeah, that's cuckoo, man. 
and some of them just like the movements were made for the gay uh, uh, rights for Supreme Court arguments. Some of these court cases might also be set up. You know, these lawyers put these things in place and all of a sudden put them into courts in certain areas just to kind of get it going. Um, I don't know if that's true. I've done not done my research. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying like there's a lot of possibilities Allegedly. there. Yeah. So just because there's these court cases didn't necessarily make me go like, oh wait, that's all I'm saying. Sure, I was unconvinced by the argument. Mm-hmm. We reserve the right to be idiots. Well, again, well, that, that's, that's I said that all the time. That's part of it too. I, yeah. I, and I said it in every tweet. We're dumb. Got us wrong. So correct us. But when that arg- the 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 vagueness of that email that was written like that just to stay out of politics doesn't help us in any way. Well, it just, I mean, from, from the reading that I take from it, it's, it's, you don't get to talk about politics. Well, no, we I, do. Yeah, we don't want to, but if <laughs> but, we happen to, we will. I mean, there's some, I don't know if, I, I even, we were started off Geek Shock talking about, just very briefly, yeah. this mess that just went down in, uh, was it North Carolina? I don't even want to get into oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. That's the thing. Exactly, right? Here's the thing. I'm already like, no, right. I don't want to no, get into it. We're not going to get into it because yeah. it just happened. Yeah. And nobody knows exactly what's going down. So and that's a th- and that's the thing, you know. We we try. If it's I think that it's fresh. You know, exactly. Yeah. But 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 like I said, this was an issue that's dear to your heart. Yeah, that means a lot to me as well. Yeah, and uh, and I'd already been bashing Indiana for months. So I mean, we're just kind of <laughs> yeah, right we were for, just the part for the court on that. Yeah, it's just right for the picking. And uh, and we did start off with a letter from a Hoosier trying to say what's what in Indiana, and we we read that on air. So just know, like we 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 we, we look over our our emails. Our emails right on the front page of madmania.com. Yeah. You want to correct us? We will be corrected. Absolutely. Just put some put some statements in there, and 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 uh, or bust our balls. Yeah. We'll gladly read it. And yeah, maybe we are taking the piss out of other people's point of views and uh, and ideas. Yeah, that's part of the comedy. Doesn't mean that we're trying to insult them or in any way say that they are not entitled to their opinion. Yeah, that's not the case. They're entitled yeah. to their opinion. We're entitled to believe their opinion is wrong. Right. Cor- I mean, correct. Right. Wrong. <laughs> how do we go? How do we get funny from here? Good luck. I don't know. Thanks for digging that hole. Yeah. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to fuck some dudes. <laughs> there you go. See, that's we're how on the passionate right track. I am. Now we're on the right track. That's how passionate I am. Now we're on the right track. I, the majority of uh, majority of people didn't write in at all. Uh, and what I mean to say is like we, we had just as much interaction with mail. We had just as much posts on our Facebook page. And uh, and uh, and nobody seemed to care one way or the other about mm-hmm. how we handled that. I just Because I think we were just kind of right in the mainstream pocket comedically. Yeah. And then I will say that uh, the bit, I would say the majority of the mail and posts were about the scoop cruise. Scoop cruise. Yeah. That is pretty exciting. We get we got scoops coming on the scoop cruise. I'm not going to lie like I I'm what's happening. Re- SJ oh. really wants to go on the scoop cruise. Oh. Uh I'm writing our agent. I'm going to let him know like I'm be like I honestly so far about 10 scoops are coming. That's on the I mean scoop cruise. Wait, done. Yeah, like 10, 10 uh people or <laughs> they have purchased tickets. Yeah, they purchased tickets there. like and then they're bringing people with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Awesome. So so about five scoops have written us let us know that they that them and someone yeah. is coming with scoops, them. Scoops, you have no idea what this means to us, truly. Like yeah. you are saying to professional people uh, way above our pay grade that hey, these guys can draw people to a boat. <laughs> <laughs> To Bermuda. <laughs> to Bermuda. I mean, it, it, we're laughing, but it's a serious thing. It's yeah. really wonderful. You guys, you're going to help us get that show some real quality, and then we're going to eventually, we're going to get in a casino eventually. It's going to happen. I hope so. It's going to happen, dude. It we have no a, overhead. A, a casino at sea. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, producers are listening. We're cheap. Our show is so cheap. A casino. Um, bum, bum, bum. And... Uh, <laughs> 
and we'll work a lot cheaper in Vegas than we do. You know, you know, you need to stop right now. We're bringing people in. The, no, we're, we're, our our, budget, our money's going up, Matt. Slow your roll. Has Penn taught you nothing? Producers, stop this underselling. That is the truth. That yeah, is, Matt does not have right. power to. Right? Uh, no, <laughs> Matt is not negotiating at this point. He's turned over to Jacob and me. I should just shut up. I you should. Issue number two we've talked about. I should just shut up. <laughs> Why do I bother talking to you guys? Uh, Scoop Cruise is getting so exciting already. I mean, we're yeah. way off still. We've got months to go, and we've got a, a, a handful of people coming to join us. That's going to be fantastic. We're going to have hangouts together, guys. Uh, somebody was even asking me about board game night. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh boy. Scoopity-doo-dah. Scoopity-yay. I, I, honestly, it, it made me so happy. Yeah. When the mail struck up, and I just was like, because the, the only fear is that you're going to be bored as shit. You know, the only no. fear is that like you're like. Never worry about that. Yeah. We're going to be good. Yeah. We're going to be better than good, dude. It's going to be And also going off, the, going off the ship, which you never do. But you I'll, have to make an exception. I'll go off the ship. That's what I'm excited for. I'm excited for the off-ship off trip ship. with Scoops. That's I'll what I'm excited for. I'll Yep. We'll figure out a good one. Yeah. Um, I've gone off a couple times. I tell you, deep sea fishing for big old tuna is oh. wild. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Oh, fun. There's a lot of great stuff I didn't stuff know that was do. a thing. That, yeah. makes me, that makes me really want to that's go to kinda, the That's amazing. You get on a boat to go to another boat. Yep. That's fancy. Boats that's what we boat did. We spent the whole day. That's fancy. I think I've told this story before, but it was incredible. We caught They caught a giant, giant tuna. And right Who's there. Who's they? Uh, the... Lovely Salmon. family, the lovely family who brought us along on their, their okay. journey, and the uh, the guy, the two guys, man in the boat, and they caught this thing, tossed it right in the uh, cooler, mm. you know, and about ten minutes later, hacked a big old slice of it off, and made the freshest ceviche Ooh. you've ever had in your nice. life. My stomach started gurgling immediately, dude. It was so. Is and, that what that so was? I ate ceviche no. on the ocean, fresh made, just. Forget about it, dude. Yeah, forget about it. That sounds amazing. So wait, so you get on the sh- here's here's what I'm confused about. Yeah, okay, because I have not done this ship thing at all. Okay, here we go. So you get on this sh- this ship. We leave Bayonne, New Jersey. Yep, the jewel of New Jersey. You're on the boat, the armpit of the armpit of America. Basically, every possible thing you could ever want to get taken care of is pretty much handled. They've got it down to a science. It is it is a truly floating hotel. Yeah. Things are pretty well oiled. Yeah. Now, there are always snafus and things behind the scenes that are going on that you become more aware of if you spend months on the boat. But right. many passengers but have not doing no that. idea. And, and no, and we're I not doing that at do. all. No. Many passengers have no idea. And things, regardless of what's really going down, things are usually smooth. The worst thing that can happen is you get a GI outbreak and everybody has to wear gloves and uh, watch themselves in the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Do you know about the GI? No. Okay. So the GI stands for just gastrointestinal. So what happens on these cruise ships from time to time is a stomach bug. I think you should stop talking. Breaks we, just, out. We, just, we just unsold all of you our scoop had, cruise. You had me sold on the scoop cruise. <laughs> and it and it and it will it will go it Around. has to be it has to be contained. But most of these boats, I mean pretty much every boat, has tons of these little sanitary spots where you can put your hand underneath and yeah. it automatically puts uh, Purell on you and you just wipe it down. You just got to be a little bit extra safe. After two or three days, everything clears up. It's fine. But you do have to be mindful of that. Okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend the hot tub. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you're good to go. Uh, damn it. That's all I want to do is go in the hot tub. <laughs> 
burn. I just want to eat a turkey leg in the hot tub. I will tub. be in Burned. the hot tub. Um, Eat a turkey like a hot You'd be surprised how much that happens. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I would you wouldn't not. be surprised, I would not be surprised right, okay. by that. I, I am unfamiliar with that. My favorite thing to do on the boat, yeah. this, this sounds so ridiculous, but it's true. Uh, late at night, I would get a tea and walk out on the, the sides of the boat and just watch the ocean in the black. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Just sipping on tea and watching the ocean. It was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's Snorfest, but it is... And you like write poetry in your journal, you big wimp. You don't have to write, po- write poetry. It's written right there for you. <laughs> they write the poetry for you. If you have words that can encompass the vastness yeah. of what's looking looking before you, I mean, it's really yeah. incredible. I mean, sometimes you're passing close to the land. You can kind of see it. By the way, my opinion of your poetry, I didn't mean to pat myself on the back and dismiss your opinion of poetry. <laughs> you want to hear a poem of mine? Yes. All right. This is one from when Paul was 17. Okay. All right. Shotgun! Your words scatter my brain like a shotgun fired at the back of my throat, the back of my soul splattered against the wall by your words, your shotgun words. It's too late once you pull the trigger. It's too late once you speak your mind. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Snaps. Political. Snaps, 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 snaps. Political. That was Paul at 17. That, that poem's called Shotgun. Oh my gosh, that's really great. Uh, it's not even by far the worst poem I've heard from a 17-year-old. Uh, no, 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 but it's definitely a 17-year-old poem. I wrote a ton of poetry as a teenager. You remember any? I'm trying to remember it now. I do remember doing an improv show. I'm, um, uh, I do remember doing an improv show where I had to play a poet. And so I started doing my own poetry that I from, from like just four years previously, you yeah. know, in that... Uh, and I remember everyone rolling on the floor laughing. Oh damn! And did I was I, like, "Oh I god, oh, shit!" I didn't want it to. Like I was, yeah. I was, I, I was, I was testing that water. I wasn't like sure. whatever. But the, but uh, the amount like, of instant oh, laughter fuck. I got for it was really, yeah, upsetting. You know, like I uh, listening to breakup music or something like that. Right? Like everything changes for me when you listen to "Don't Think Twice" by Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob Dylan, you listen if you ever break up with someone. I, I've honestly even written this in earnest recently to people who've done the breakups. I say, listen to Bob Dylan's Don't Think Twice. Uh, and the reason why is because he doesn't uh, grovel or like lower his status. It's very much like he keeps his... Uh, it's he, he, it's oozing like walking away with all of your masculinity, masculinity intact. Um, and I didn't even say masculinity. I know, I, mean, no, I know nothing of that. I know nothing of that. Right. So all uh, of my poetry, <laughs> and I was, the, I was, the, I was the best friend who couldn't get laid. You know what I mean? And so all of it was like, you're going to choose the other guy and not me, kind of stuff. You know I, what I mean? I, I remember another one from that same time. Oh God, this, one, this, it was this all so. Painful. It was all at the Governor Scholars Program. Governor Scholars Program. Oh, this is like this was nerd camp. This, this was, was five months. Oh, this week, wasn't even four. Like, this was five week nerd camp. We had like just. Regular like poetry societies at the one of the thousand this coffee is five houses. Five week nerd camp. I was just writing poetry because that's what I did. This is professional. No, but it was uh, what I mean is like uh, submitted or subjected, and not not in like a not for the masses, but just like uh, for, in, in like a program. shotgun. Shotgun. I read, but I don't think I read this one. All right, and I had a crush on this girl named Sue. How close was Shotgun to the time that Kirk Cobain had killed himself? Very close. <laughs> No, actually, actually, not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. I take that back. This was written in 92. Shotgun was written in 92. You keep referring to it like this art piece. 
It was. Shotgun came Shot- around 92. Shotgun was 92. I dropped 92. I dropped, 90, I dropped shotgun 92. <laughs> when I was dropping shotgun, man, it was a different time. Different time in my life, but also a different time, you know, drop drop shotgun. It really was. It really was. Well, nowadays, you couldn't... You, you know what? You know what? Honestly, if yeah. a 17-year-old wrote that poem nowadays, yeah. he might get in some real trouble. That is the truth. They would just read the first two lines. They go, what? And be like, shotgun? Oh, shit. You're going to get your parents <laughs> in here. It was a different fucking and time. And it for a week. Anyway, so this was my attempt So to shotguns be... before Kurt Cobain killed himself. Very much so. 92. Okay. When did Kurt Cobain kill himself? 97. See, I do no, 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 re- no, no I do no. 90, 95. We do no research on this show. 94 or <laughs> 95. 94 yeah. or 95. Um, okay. So, again, this was my crush on Susan. Now, see how much I can remember of it. I know the first verse, so it was... And this is me trying to be all artsy-fartsy-flowery with it. So it's, Susan, bright-eyed wonder, it shines so in thy face. Look me not asunder, let me fall not from thy grace. Um, oh, shit, now I forgot it. Uh, that was enough for me anyway, so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Susan, bright-eyed wonder, it shines so in thy face. Look me not asunder, let me fall not from thy grace. Uh, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. I got it, I got it. Susan, bright-eyed wonder, it shines so in thy face. Look me not asunder, let me fall not from thy grace. Susan, with thy beauty of unearthly time and place, let me forget my duty, my earthly woes erase. If not to see your star-bright smile, would I wish to see next day? I think upon this point a while, the answer must come nay. Yea, to touch thy silken hair, thy features, if I may. For this, indeed, my hands well fare. For other duty, I am squirming inside. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have have shook you to your core. Oh, (laughs) it just gets into that wormy place, like picturing you at seventeen. Using words like asunder yeah. and nay. Oh, oh, yeah. Using the word nay. Oh, yeah. Now, that one, nobody read that. That was me. Yeah, yeah, but you... you I wrote it. But for someone? Not to give to them. Yeah, you never... This, again, was the, the just to yourself. far-off platonic handkerchief, far got, away. So, when I was taking uh, UCB classes, uh, I think I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. at, at the, uh, the, the original Operations Brigade space on 22nd Street... I would drive in because the class was on Sundays at 9 a.m. to work with Kevin Mullaney. And um, my car was broken into and all of my, my book bag and everything was stolen. Damn. And so in it was nothing valuable, but in it were my journals. Uh, and also all of my work for the semester because acting, you got to turn in all the stuff. You kind of keep track of everything for you. Mm-hmm. So all my work the semester was gone as well and that began the the kind of domino that where i dropped out of college i basically felt like i couldn't complete the oh, my year's damn. worth of work and uh with it all of my poetry was stolen as well and it, that was devastating you know sure uh and listening to you do that poem i think i think i'm now fine with it you've dodged a bullet <laughs> 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 yeah. I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have any of my poetry really anymore. Those two pieces I remember, uh, I remember because that I was remember, a, that was a very uh, monumental time in my life. I definitely remember. Okay, so here's here's I'm, I'm lying You're that got, I don't remember. Yeah, some. see you, motherfucker. I know. I hate it. Here I'm holding we go. On 
<laughs> no, because like I, uh, I, he's, I hate, I'm squirming already. I hate this give so up, much. Give okay. it up. Give it up. One that I can't remember that I actually was proud of is probably terrible now. Fuck it. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to get to him, but I'm going to go through the ones I can't get to. Was one was saying like I used to, I had a, one called like Horizon Me and so like I, it was a play on her eyes on me okay and the horizon yeah, yeah, like, comparing yeah, yeah. the beauty of a horizon to the beauty of this girl looking at me uh, that girl was of course imaginary because <laughs> these girls were not looking at me at the time <laughs> um, another one was like I remember like uh, like conducting the storm and it was like definitely about like uh, global warming and stuff and I was sure. like the final line was like and man is left to see how walky. Uh, how small he walks upon this greater earth or something. <laughs> it was all about like walking amid disasters. Koyana Scotsy. Very shit, dramatic. Very dramatic. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so like the most, like there's like a bitter one of like, I was like the cowboy in the white hat in the poem <laughs> and the dude that you lost out to was the man in black, you know? Oh God. <laughs> I'm squirming. Uh, I thought, I thought apologizing for any others would be the worst moment of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck. You wrote a poem about being the white hat cowboy? Yeah. Come it was on. Like, oh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, I hate this so much. I feel like I'm at a therapist. Like, I have to keep talking and I don't want to. Oh, you do. Oh. It was like, like a uh, white hat cowboy. It was like, so, so I forget the beginning. So I, somehow I challenged the man in black. It was all, all my stuff rhythmic. In, in rhyming, much yeah, like your in like, weird Shakespearean My thing. weird Shakespearean thing. Thank you. Yes. That was kind of weird Iambic pentameter. If you did it, if you did that, <laughs> iambic pentameter is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> See how dumb I am? Uh, if you did that poem. Yes. And we were doing Shakespeare at the Bucket Show. Mm-hmm. Everyone would think that was Shakespeare. Maybe, well, I was going for Shakespeare. Yeah. I mean, not to say I'm anywhere near that, but I was trying to do that kind of flowery uh, writing. Yeah. Man, there it is. Patting yourself on the back. You just called yourself Shakespeare. <laughs> I did, mother- <laughs> Please don't write in scoops. Please. I flagellate myself. No. Please don't I be have, concerned. I'm nowhere near the bard. Not even trying. I'm just kicking you in the nuts because I don't want to say my poem. See? Fucking better get out with it. Just right. get it up. Pull that Band-Aid. Yank right, that let's, shit. Let's do it. Jacob, are you going to give me music to hide behind? <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> my forehead is resting on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so uncomfortable. I'd rather I'd rather do a monologue. Um, uh, it was uh, but the man in black did not attack. He played a game of smart. Uh, he did something else behind my back and won that young girl's heart or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's all I can remember. That's okay. All, I can remember. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> but see, it's so bitter. It's so it's such a like I want to challenge. And first off, like don't ever if you ever want a girl. Don't challenge another guy to get her. Like movies, that's for sure. Tell you that message in the eighties, and but it's no a hard girl's like, hmm, fight it out. If you have a crush on a girl and she wants you to fight it out with someone to gain her affection, run away. That is not a good person run to try to away. That was one of my favorite moments of the office. You remember the uh, Angela? It was a uh, Dwight and uh, Andy fighting for her. Oh, that's right. And they were gonna have a duel, and then uh, they were like, oh, "Angela, you can stop this, stop this," and she just stands up. I will abide by the results of the duel. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was very, very that. true to her character. That's yeah. for sure. So, Jacob, are, what about, are you going to go on the Scoop Cruise? Um, SJ really wants to. But she doesn't know how to record our podcast. You do. <laughs> oh, my God, Jacob. We could do podcasts on a boat. Podcast from the sea. <laughs> here's, here's the question. Would you be available to do it if you needed to be? Um, 
Possibly. I, I honestly, right now, I don't, I don't even remember the days. It's a little far off. It's August, August 16th, 16th through the 23rd. 3rd. 3rd. All right, right now I'm available. 16 plus 7 is 23. Yeah. Okay. 16th to 23rd. Right at this moment, without looking at any calendar or talking to anyone, I'm available. <laughs> That's the kind Do of commitment we research, need. Do your research, Jacob. That's the kind of commitment we need. Just patting yourself on the back for knowing the dates. You're not doing <laughs> right. your research. Um, yeah, no, I, we're, we're going to have to look into it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. It, it, there could be the whole ice cream social on the uh, on the scoop cruise. It'd be ridiculous. Yes. It'd be it's worth ridiculous. Out, yeah, it's worth figuring out. It's worth it's worth putting an extra effort to figure out how to get you on there. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Um, okay, because then also Jacob could be our audio guy for the shows. <laughs> yeah, just kick the other just guy out. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you can get me paid on the boat, then that's a whole different thing. That is a different thing, but if uh, and here's the hard part. We would have gotten Spadoni on board if we could have gotten a yeah, third person we, paid, oh. we can't. Right, right. Yeah, that, you but you know what? But see, this is the thing. We're getting scoops to come on the boat. The next time, it's going to be an easy sell for Spadoni. That's true. Well, hopefully. It, it's going to be. Yeah. I, we, what I'm saying, for both Jacob and for possibly Spadoni, we should look into... There's friends and family, right? Like, if you want to bring someone, like, if you bring right. family or something like that. So, it's worth trying to figure something like yeah, that out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. We'll, f- we'll figure something out. We'll, yeah. we'll, we will certainly but be looking into it, Scoops. Anyways, I mean, it's, I mean, your wife is lovely. We'd love to have her on board. But <laughs> yeah. she does not know how to record a podcast. No. Oh, no. When I say that she is interested in going, I don't mean she's interested in going by herself. She means, I, I mean that she is interested in... Grabbing you and going. Taking well. me and, yes. and putting us on a boat. Oh, of course. Yeah, duh. That's a relief. I was, I was just too busy trying to make fun of the fact that she couldn't record, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah, it's much weirder to be like, and I'm going with them on a cruise. Have fun I working. I will be with Matt and Paul Have fun on working the open with seas. Yeah. We're going to Paris. I'm going to Paris with Matt and Mattingly. That's our next one. Our next scoop cruise is to Paris. Paris with Matt and Mattingly. That's a, oh, that's a travel man. guide. Ooh la la. Uh, how deep are we? Should we go to scoop mail? Yeah, let's do some scoop mail. All right. Message for you, son. Oh, uh, we got one here from Drop and Give Me Scoopy. Oh, wait, actually, just even just the point I just want to talk about. Just the fact that we didn't, uh, the fact that talking about like us getting political in our uh, podcast, like we record them on the same night. So, but the next episode, we describe <laughs> described the, the 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 horse pulling people in the in the, top, <laughs> the horse pulling plow and describing YouTube clips. <laughs> the majority of scoops, I think, would rather have us talk politics than describe YouTube clips ever again. I think those those I think the scoops that were smart went and looked up those YouTube clips. And yeah. Got minutes of entertainment from them. That's true. That is they're true. really fascinating that is things. True. That is and true. And that my my color commentary on that horse was pretty on point. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but that was great. Oh, yeah. Something something we should try in in either at the end of this episode or next episode. Have you heard of Periscope? I I know what that is. Uh, no, the app. Periscope. No. Oh no! It's just a thing where you like uh, it's kind of like uh, instant broadcasting. So you just like you, you have it on your phone, you just load it up, and then it broadcasts out to everyone else who has the app. Oh! Uh, and so people are kind of surfing Periscope and looking for stuff to do. So I'm, well, we, I want to experiment with doing one segment of our show, either Scoop Mail or Jack vs Nerd from my phone right now, and just see if we can and shoot it. But oh, uh, sweet! We'll do it for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, so that we can, we're in between, we can tweet it out. Uh, cool. So everyone listening live. right now, look forward to the next episode. Yeah. Make sure to make sure to look up the time that we're going to be uh, broadcasting. And oh wait, you won't hear this before we do that. No, no, no. But they can. It'll be there. It'll be there. They can Sweet. still see it. It just sits so, there. Yeah. So what happens is if you see a tweet from Matt Mattingly uh, saying that check out because it is it's, I took it out in our hate scoops on the, on the app. Uh, so if you see a tweet that goes out that went out late Tuesday night that said, uh, "Hey, we're going live with Periscope." 
then that means you should look for a clip of us doing our show. Oh, fun. Love it. Okay. So we got an email here from Drop and Give Me Scoopy, who is the artist formerly known as Sodpen. <gasps> Whoa. Sodpen is back. Sod Greetings Pen. and salutations, you sexy trio of auditory hooligans. Yeah, yeah. That's us. Jacob's recent faux pas about impotence slash impotence <laughs> reminded me of my own little linguistic snafu that occurred a few years back when I was serving active duty in Uncle Sugar's ragtag militia in the 82nd Airplane Yang. One of the drawbacks of being a reader and not spending so much time socializing is that you often develop a good vocabulary, but not exactly the knowledge of proper pronunciation of that vocabulary. I was in a rather serious meeting with a lot of people who had much heavier collars than myself. And in, attempt, and in an attempt to draw to show confidence about a proposed plan, I said, I have no doubt that the, spe- that the specified goals are attainable within a short time period and that we will ultimately see the overall plan come to fruition within months. Except, I said, frotation and not fruition. <laughs> frotation! I mean, in my head it made sense. A plant goes through a growth cycle and ultimately at the end bears fruit. Fruitation. It's a perfect metaphor, right? No. (laughs) Alas, I just sounded like a jackal, completely fucked up like a football bat and ate a soup sandwich. Sound like Don King. A football bat. I like that. Yeah, it is a Don. That's a very Don Don King King thing. Yeah. This is going to come to frotation. Oddly enough, the last time I mentioned this story to anyone was uh, when my wife had a similar incident when she told me that we had a myriad of options for dinner one evening. I had to let her know that she wasn't alone in the jungle of confusing ling- linguistics. Jacob, welcome to the club. On a related note, I used to work doing commercial concrete, and one of the guys on my crew wasn't exactly what you'd call the brightest bulb in the box. One day during lunch break, the boss man brought us our paychecks while we were out at the job site. Old boy looked at his stub and said, Guys, who is this fucker? Every stub, it says that fucker is getting some of my money. Who the ever-loving fuck is this fucker? To which the rest of us just looked at him like he had a cock growing out of his head. You mean Fika? <laughs> Figgity fuck Muhammad in the face. Drop and give me Scoopy. Thanks, Drop and Give Me Scoopy. Thanks, Drop and Give Me Scoopy. Yeah, I, uh, an appropriate word I don't know how to pronounce to this day would be uh, plebeian or plebeian. I I think everyone says plebeian. I say plebeian. And I say plebeian. I I say plebeian. Yeah, and I don't know which one it is because I've heard both. The plebeians. Right. Well, if we if we agree that it's plebeian, it's probably the other one. Yeah, that's what I think so. Uh, When I first started reading the Harry Potter books, Back before the movies were out and everything, and this is again, I felt, I feel you exactly. Uh, you know, you start reading, you start getting words in your head, and you you hear them in your head, yeah, and you don't ever speak them out loud, so you don't know the exact. But I, for the longest time, thought Hermione was Hermoine. 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 <laughs> Hermoine. Boing. Uh, oh, I wanna boing. And, and Hermoine. Because I was like, I was like, I was rationalizing it with the you know the British accent, like, oh, where's Hermoine going to? I yeah. don't know. Well, let's find Hermione and we can go off to the shop together. I've got to go get some frogs, some chocolate frogs and some jelly beans. Hermione, where oh, you going? You know man. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Fits, right. It fits in if with a little bit of a cockney sure. twist maybe, you know? And I was like, and but then I found it was Hermione and I'm like, oh. I was definitely the, with the, okay, so like I knew the name Chloe. I don't know what I thought it was spelled as, but whenever I saw the word Chloe, 
I saw slow. <laughs> sure. Slow. <laughs> so forever, I thought there was an actor named Chloe Sevigny, but I also knew of the actor named Shlo Sevigny. <laughs> and you thought no them to be two separate people? Yes. Because of that? <laughs> yes. Hey, I like that a lot. I'm Shlo Sevigny. Shlo, like it's a Jewish actor. I'm or really I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. There's a lot. That's slow. She's a, a real mensch. There's a lot of red flags <laughs> that should have gone off on all that. I just <laughs> never, never came around. Never examined it. Never happened. I love it. Yeah. Slow me the money. Slow me the money. <laughs> See? Stereotype. Do your research. All right, well, we, we got one got? here from Tetra Grandma Scoop. <gasps> Greetings. I have an inane question, which will have no real significant bearing on the rest of our lives, so I immediately thought this would be the per- uh, be perfect for your expert opinion. There Thank you go. You. There it is. Perfect there it is. scoop, That's Bill. it. Keeping us on track. Defined. Yep. Very helpful. That's it. Here we, we are go. not trying to make anything better or worse. We are just <laughs> talking dumb shit while time passes us by in this blip of existence that we have on this planet. I really wish the next words in this email were like, in the recent Supreme Court case... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if any of you have been following the Jeremy Clarkson story. I'm a huge fan of Top Gear and also of your fine podcast. He allegedly had a physical altercation with a producer following a dispute over some cold food after a day's filming. An inquiry was launched and he has subsequently been sacked by the BBC. I'm I assuming this is Top Gear Britain. The British use the word sacked for fired. Yes. I love it. Uh, we probably won't ever know what happened exactly. But if he did physically harm someone over cold food for whatever reason, I am torn. Because I love Jeremy Clarkson's work, but I really, really don't condone physical violence. I remember you guys once saying that the one way of punishing someone for their actions is financially, which obviously is what happened to JC, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. My question is, what do you think about correctional entertainment? Wait, I was with like the this running all man? the way up. He's talking about the running man. He's I talking about the running, the running man. man. Uh, the the parenthesis line right after that sentence is cue the jokes about putting on shows for inmates. It's the running man. Yeah. Uh, do you think that you could uh, quote unquote forgive a performer you love if they one uh, paid the price for and two regret their actions if ever? Also, does the degree, does the degree of their actions make a difference? Also, also. I'm sure many of us have done shit in the past that we really regret and wouldn't want held against us. So does the fact that JC did it so publicly make a difference? You know, it's a tough call uh, in that, like, of course I don't condone physical violence. We've we've all uh, in this room been on sets for long periods of time where you get strung out and you are not yourself and you become a fucking... I've I've been a dick. I'll just speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I've I've been a dick uh, after working a long day. Mm-hmm. I've been a dick uh, within this last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, uh, I I'm not I'm not not gotten to the point of violence. Uh, but I, it's really between them. Like, here's the hard part. Everything's case by case. Everything's and if case you're by not case. Not there. You don't know. He certainly should be punished. I think uh, he's being punished. Well, yeah, and he, he got fired. 
you know, is it like a you know, Brian Williams is just indefinitely suspended. They might bring Brian Williams like he wasn't violent; he just lied. Yeah, you know, bring him back on air. But you know, it's it's hard to figure that kind of stuff out. And yeah, it's hard. I think it's hard. It's always depressing. Is that it's hard? Is that you, when you love someone's work, you find out they're a dick behind the scenes. Yeah, That's, I right. I really enjoy Top Gear, but I have heard nothing but bad things about Jeremy Clarkson. Right. Mm-hmm. I've heard. You know, it's not the first. This is not like that's the other thing about it. Right. I think this is a, a true case of the straw breaking the camel's back in mm-hmm. many ways. I think his bad behavior had been ongoing, and this was just literally the the last straw. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like I told the story about not getting along with a coworker in one of my many jobs I do. Uh, we we have since let bygones be bygones because we know we have to go to work with each other every day. Yeah, right. So it wasn't violent though. I don't know if I would forgive someone for being violent to me at work. Yeah, the scoop asks if the degree of action make a difference, and and I think that that absolutely does. I mean, the yeah. there's some things that you can't forgive or yeah. that you can't forgive as easily. Well, again, I think we're proponents of words can always be, yeah, forgiven. Sticks and stones, I think, is how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> if you broke my bone, I would never forgive you. No. Um, the, yeah. If you broke the bone. Oh boy! Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's I think it's hard when you like someone and you find out that they're just absolutely horrible. I think Christian Bale is an example of uh, that was a little high strung. That guy he got a little high yeah, strung yeah. and he went off on some guy fucking up his take. Mm-hmm. However, I've certainly been on like around a set where like there is one dipshit that's slowing everything down, and you're putting it and you got up and your call was five a.m. Mm-hmm. and yep. you know. You put in an 18-hour day. Like, let's go. And then everyone knows what they're doing except for one person, mm-hmm. you know. I also, on Director's Cut, stopped a, a whole take because the, the whole house was uh, at cameras in it for a very long take for Penn's character. And I could not, I literally dropped to the ground and crawled and still was in camera shots. Could not get out of the, just had to just get out of the house that we were filming in because I could not stop getting in shots and ruining shots that I was trying to say to everyone's way. It was the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so you've um, been on both sides. I've been on both mm-hmm. sides. Sh- show business is just long hours. It's tedious. It just mm-hmm. it draws out everyone's patience. It, you know, it's not hard work. It's not like being a fucking soldier no. or a fireman or even you know uh, you know a laborious job like construction no. worker. You just have to be patient. Yeah, you have to be patient, and you have to be able to be calm and chill for a long time, very long time, and then explode into. Kinetic fury. Yeah, and then and then no, and then yeah, and then be like an amazing, mm-hmm. charming, energetic person. Yep. After trying not to mm-hmm. be that for a very long yes. time, so it's really weird. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I would have a hard time. I, I but I can't say I wouldn't forgive someone who hit <clears throat> physically hit me. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, gently performing the act of coitus in the general vicinity of your lubricated, possibly moist nests, Harry, aka. Tetra Grammar Scoop. <laughs> the fucking disgusting poetry that's ending our Scoop Mails makes me so happy. So happy. It's wonderful. Yeah. I would say, I would say <laughs> the three libertarians wrote in about Indiana. I would say about 30 people wrote in with nest cake jokes for Easter. <laughs> yeah, right? right. My so, wife even made nest yeah. cakes. It was the funniest thing. Like, she's... <laughs> She made, without any sense of irony, she yeah. hates the word, guys. She uh. hates it when I say it. When I say it in public, <laughs> she gives me the death stare. She seriously, she was buying the cake stuff. She bought the little wrapping stuff to put on the nest. And I go, oh, that's for your nest? And she goes, stop it. And she goes, <laughs> and she goes do you think this is going to be enough? And I go, I don't know. How many nests? 
And she goes, stop it. Stop. She gets I'm so mad at me. It's really funny. It's really funny. So Ness drives her up a wall. She just it, It's like nails on a chalkboard. Nest for her. Nest. Then we get nest. Mm, you're getting that nest. She just goes bananas. She can't handle it. It's pretty fun. So, that's funny. Yeah, that's her trigger word. Nice. <laughs> uh, we got one here from Harlan. Um. Hi, Matt, Paul, and Jacob. I wanted to write to you after your last show wherein you talked about water transfer printing. Yes. Paul, you ready for this? I'm ready. This is the jam. It is a traditional Turkish art form called Ebru. I'm sure I mispronounced that. And, uh, Do your research. Uh, sorry, sorry. I uh, also sent along another video that we could watch. Uh, if, you'd, if we'd like to watch that video and then comment on I it. Would while, while no, the, no, I would very much. No, no, like no, we're that. not watching it. So here, here's the video. Yeah, click on to that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Paul, the oh, solution is water with a thickening agent. I don't know what the thickening agent is. To uh-huh. make it easier. My uh, guess is arrowroot. <laughs> but just plain old water will work. Uh, the paint just needs to be something that is not water-soluble, i.e. oil. Uh, Matt, I don't know where Keeler's hand-eye coordination is at and his interest in arts and crafts, but you can do some easy home kitchen oh, science version going. of this I thought with uh, of, just I, a tub of water. I thought out of nowhere he was just challenging my kid. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I did, too. Like, he's uh, going to help you changing decorate. Changing the subject, Matt. How the, how, what the fuck's going on with your kid? He's going to make you Play decorate that yet? fucking crib right. That's what's going to happen here. Oh, man. We finally we painted the crib, but then we painted the walls beige. No, you didn't. We did not. We did not. Um, So he says you can do a kitchen science version of this with a tub of water, nail polish for the paints, a toothpick to move them around in the tub, and some cardstock or construction paper to do the transfer. I was really hoping that he was going to say you could put like the water and the nail polish in there and then dip your kid in it to uh, put the pattern on the kid. I'm pretty sure my kid is in the tub with this. Uh, What you described is just zero chance I'm going to do that. But... um, Uh, my kid, I don't think, is at the point where he would appreciate that. I think. What do you think your wife would do if she came home and saw you dumping nail polish into a bucket <laughs> in the kitchen? To the kitchen sink. Dip a bucket in the kitchen and dip. Like, look, his leg is in water, but his <laughs> other leg is disgusting. Um, uh, thanks for all the shows. Congrats on the Art Square Bucket Show, and that's from Harlan. P.S. Thank you. Uh, your website still says the Bucket Show is at the Scullery. <gasps> it shouldn't now. It shouldn't now. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Corrected. Fixed. Uh, hey, yeah. By the by. Yeah. Uh, and correct me if I'm talking out of school or whatever, but did Scullery shut down? Yeah. Okay. It did. Oh. That what we were afraid was going to happen to Scullery happened to Scullery. Okay. Great. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. We friends did. of mine were driving by and said it was closed, and I get. I just wanted to make sure. So yeah. it did. It shut down. Scullery is gone. We put in our notice, and they just fucking were like, <laughs> bad, bad, it like well, that's it. we're done. Hold it up. <laughs> Roll uh, up. And we actually owe uh, Marco a thank you for that. Thank you, Marco. Uh, for closing the scullery? <laughs> yeah, Marco closed the scullery. No, Marco came to us, uh, and now that the scullery's closed, I'm going to talk a little. Oh, on the, I'm going to talk deal. a little school. Yeah. Yeah. Marco came to us and said, you know, with all the press you've gotten, with all the awards you've won, Marco's the guy that uh, runs the Bucket Show Twitter account, and he runs yep. and he runs our Facebook uh, page. Facebook page helped us Bucket get show. some of those great videos up there. Yeah, he shot and edited all of our Bucket Show clips. Mm-hmm. Um, a tremendous help to us. Uh, he uh, he basically asked, "Do you know who owns this joint? Who's running things? Why have they not more reached out a little more to you?" And you know, yeah, he said, said, well, he said, "Have you gotten one email <laughs> congratulating you for winning best comedy show in Vegas? That's Have you received <laughs> one anything at all? Nothing." And and the answer was no, no. And so, because we talked about now, like we we went down to the scullery because the downtown was supposed to be this big revitalizing area, mm-hmm. and a lot of new people were supposed to be moving to that area. You know, a thousand Zappos employees.
Toys, etc. Uh, a bunch of other places supposed to open up. And, uh, and and when we first were down there, you know, there were a lot of crazy outdoor events drawing a lot of people around A lot town. of buzz. A lot of buzz. Uh, it just never resulted in regular stuff coming over the scullery. What happened was more of a local following, which was we were very happy with. But mm-hmm. now we're in a location where we had to pay for parking. Uh, and buy expensive drinks, which is not uh, the not way conducive locals to a comedy show. So at first we were scared to leave Scullery because uh, moving to another local theater, we were viewed, we were feared that it might be a lateral move. Mm-hmm. And why I spend all the time to brand one theater just to turn around and right. brand another? When Marco brought that to our attention, I realized that going to a theater where we knew who owned it. <laughs> That's that, already a step up. It's it not lateral. It's not lateral. Mm-hmm. And yep. going to a theater where we would get support in any way with yeah. websites and yeah. stuff like that. Anything. Uh, was Moving not up. going to. And uh, I will say that we had a meeting uh, with Art Square. Uh, we've known those guys. Uh, we've done several events a, over there already. For a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, have they got their shit together. Yeah. You know, uh, they've had some great, like some. So the, their local theaters, quality production, well. they're selling right out. Now. They're selling out all of their local productions, mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, at good ticket prices, and 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 great quality work, and yep. and and uh, and and you know the way they want to already work with us to to help cross promote the show. It's they've already shown signs. I'm very, I'm already super. We're psyched. so excited. So we're re- so excited. Reopening at the Art Square in June. It's a no brainer. Thrilled. We were glad we were already Thrilled. making the move, and it just so happened to really luck out because they pulled the rug out from under us. And Art Square really came through and giving us this last. Yeah, shot here this Wednesday. Last this one here. more last hurrah because that we would have been so bummed. Yeah. But although our, our last, uh, if we were just doing show the show at the scullery, scullery and we really just fun. showed up and and it was just closed, can you believe? Oh. I mean, thank goodness we got forty eight hours notice at least. Yeah, but can you imagine if we showed up and the whole joint was shut down? I would have flipped the fuck out. Well, it would With have been audience around. It's I mean, already hard yeah. enough to tell people just a few days away. Hey, don't even come to the show. I would, I would have been more angry than a Christian pizza maker asked to cater a gay wedding. Shut up. That really? Angry. That angry? That angry. Wow. Not angry enough that someone would give me 800 grand, but, <laughs> but angry. No, they're at, they're at almost a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by the time it hit the press, it was 800,000, which means yeah. then it hit the press, which means now it's a million. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, I, I have to be cool with that. I'm not, I'm not, but I have to be. That's what happens. That's what happens. Like, that's, that's you know, when you fight, this is every, both... Both sides have a side, so yep. It's and both a, sides got money. It is a beautiful fuck you. I mean, it is a beautiful fuck you. I mean, the amount of people that are trying to tear that thing down through Yelp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a yeah. really good fuck you is safe. Not yeah. How about it? Here's a million dollars to write it. That up. shows you what your Yelp's doing. Yeah, <laughs> just it was a real kick in the ding dong. Yelping in the dark. Oh, <laughs> I would love when we were fighting Ben and Jerry's if people gave us a million dollars. <laughs> I would love people just give us a million dollars. No, that's, that's, they want to fight Ben Jerry's. You want to earn it by fighting Ben and Jerry's? Now you know what's great. Scoop I like, Cruise. I like how you Scoop say Cruise. that we were fighting Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. there was any fight involved. We're, when we were, when we were running, hiding, crying, and, and trying to find <laughs> right. allies who would keep us exactly. listed on websites. Oh, please save us! I could have used a million dollars. Fuck it. <laughs> no, but uh, Scoop Cruise. Would have made me feel better. Scoop Cruise, everybody, come on the Scoop Cruise. Scoop It'll Cruise. be a fucking blast. Scoop Cruise. I can't wait. Oh, I'm more excited about it. Every day, I really am. I know it's in August. It was oh, Stumman JJ was like, I can make you guys some tracks if you want, and we're like, sure. And he's like, all right, well, I'll try to get it done in the next three weeks. It's like, the cruise is in August. Yeah, we got some you time. got time. You got some time. You got time. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. Oh, we got a message here from Scoopo Steve. We love Scoopo Steve. Hi, Scoopo Steve. Hey, you groovy fellas, still listening loyally to y'all. 
Between Matt, Paul, and Adam Carolla, I've learned a lot about the murky world of improv. However, when you guys throw out some of that highly technical improv jargon, it sometimes takes me a few moments to figure out the context and then catch up with you. Like oh, when God you say damn, a there, game, There's an example where we did the research and it fucked us. <laughs> we can't win. Can't win for losing, yo. So uh, could you guys take a moment and run down some of the terms that apply to improv? If anybody else knows some of this jazz, uh, then let them go ahead and laugh at me while you boys spin your comedy magic. Uh, sure. I uh, Just throw out a couple simple yeah, terms. I'll say like he. Well, he said the. I mumbled over uh, Jacob talking there, but he said the game. We're finding a game. Yeah, game. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing short form, that's probably terminology we could start with right there. That would be indicative of the stuff you'd see on Who's Line. Right, and those short are form actual games. theater games. So mm-hmm. you're doing a game in short form. In long form, you don't do games. You just improvise theater. And so you uh, find what's called a game within a scene. Within a scene, which means like uh, you establish your character, I establish my character. We figure out our relationship, and in that, and in the whatever we, whatever that one way that we crack the code and make it comedic, mm-hmm. we 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 kind of make that as specific in our heads as possible, right? So that we start making a pattern of activity based on that agreement, yes. and that becomes the game of the scene. And the game of the scene is very difficult to define because it can be a physical thing, it can be a verbal thing, it can be a vocal thing, it can be a, right. a position on the stage thing, it can be the yeah. way you hold yourself levels-wise, it can be many different things. Right, so like... Uh, but you, but whatever it is, say it Paul gets and I, a la- Say Paul okay. and I are doing a scene. Yeah, here we go. And I'm going to propose to Paul. And so Matt gets down on one knee, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And I turn away, and then he has to stand back up. And then whatever brings us to the point where he gets down on a knee again, Yeah, that becomes the game. And the game of the scene would then quickly become Matt constantly getting down and then me at the last second withdrawing. Right. Or, like, and then, uh, so, continue writing, like, uh, uh, say you just never, say you always got distracted every time I get down on a knee. Right. And you yeah. just never saw me on my knee, and so yes. I kept getting back like up. Like, there's and a then plane crash. your attention. Or there's, or Superman flies yeah. by, or yeah. I have to fart and I want to get away. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. That's so the, the game of the scene is, like, is that Finding the reasons. Finding, uh, my game would be finding reasons to not, uh let Matt can finish his proposal. Matt's game would be finding ways to constantly get into the position where he could go into the proposal mode yeah, again. Yeah. So I might be trying to eventually get on a knee. Oh, so this brings me to another thing that we'll probably say heighten. Right? Yes. So heightening. Heightening and exploring. Heightening and exploring. So uh, I might try to get on. Uh, so at first I'm trying to get on, the, on, a, on my knee on the floor and then I start trying to get my knee anywhere you're looking. Mm-hmm. So I might kneel on a table on someone else's table or, right. or, or a chair or in what you get distracted by. At first it could be yes. uh, a meal first that it's looks a, delicious. Yeah, something looks good. Then it's somebody walks by and then it's right. a plane crash. It, you keep growing, growing, yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah. Like plane crash would not be the first thing that distracts no, me. No, no. That'd be the third or fourth thing that distracts right. me. Yeah. Exactly. So so heightening. Uh, what else do we always say on this? Yes, ending is just the key thing. We use it as a verb. It's confusing. Yes, and uh, to yes something. It's like so. The, the hardest part about improv is when you're making it up on the spot. Is that you want to co-create. You're not there by yourself. Yep. And so the way that you and I can create together is if we agree to agree. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you do as a performer. Whatever your partner says, that is the absolute truth, and yeah. you simply build upon it. You do not negate it. You do not change it drastically. You may enhance it. 
you may modify it with adjectives and you may because you can always add detail there's no right. end to detail that you can add but you always must embrace the ideas that your partner gives you right. but this makes you a better listener and it makes you a more polite improviser if you really apply it because you don't want to be the guy who is constantly having to justify dildos pouring out of your eyes no, I agree or disagree on that one. Well, um, I mean, you're going to get the dildo eyes guy next dildo scene. Dildo eyes, you're watching me. Uh-uh. They uh, are set on vibrate. Okay. You're fucking no, that wouldn't face. be a dildo. That'd be a vibrator. Uh, they That'd are fucking you in your own face. They are yeah. fucking you in your own face. Um, dildo um, eyes so are watching you. So, uh, uh, yes and. Yes and. So anding is the other part, right? So mm-hmm. not only do I say yes because that's passive, is I also have to contribute. Yeah. So, I confirm everything my partner says as truth, and I also contribute to what he says. So I add on to it. And if he does that to me, we co-create very well together. Mm-hmm. So Paul and I both use – I use yes ending probably on this podcast when I refer to other situations because I do apply improper principles to life. So sometimes I say I'm yes ending the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's probably – that's enough. I think that's, that's enough. enough for now. That's enough for now. If you have we'll another specific more, question, More improv in. lessons or come to our classes. Yeah, come to our we class. both Paul teach and I classes. both teach every week. Yeah. And come and do this. Oh man, I I, hit, I had a new workshop. Like I started teaching this thing, and I was like, "Oh shoot, this is a whole different way of teaching what I teach." You found a new uh, a, way to teach stuff. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A new exercise. A new exercise that I would think I would turn into a formal workshop, like its own workshop. That's cool. Um, I like. I, I love when psyched. that stuff comes. Yeah, I found one or two pieces through um, what's the name's podcast, whose name you just dropped. Um, the uh, Kevin Mullaney. Yeah, Kevin Mullaney's podcast. I got some really great stuff. Oh. Character baseball has become one of my all-time favorite exercises to do in class. It's so much fun. Here's a here's a fun a fun thing that I hit in class uh, when I was trying to teach people the game of the scene. Mm. When people get too overly articulate and too like what I call like verbally masturbatory, just mm-hmm. trying to like overly just knock out a pattern, but they're not acting and they're not being someone. Right. I always try to say like there's only two games: destroying hope and confirming fear. Those are the only things. So if someone is hopeful in the situation, just like if you went to see a movie and the guy comes out, if you if you know you're going to a comedy and you see the main character come out the door and go like, gosh, what a beautiful day. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Bird poop. That guy's fucked, yep. right? He's done. Because I bought a ticket to a comedy. I yep. know that guy's fucked, mm-hmm. right? So I said, like, those are the only those are the same triggers you're looking for. You're looking for someone who's like, oh, my God, I hope there's no ghosts in here. There's ghosts. There's going to be ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like, so comedically, you don't want to necessarily be the cause of of the you don't want to necessarily be the bird pooping you just want to, you know and you don't necessarily want to be the ghost you just want to all of a sudden be the person in the room who's who's facilitating that stuff happening to that person yeah right so but i started doing work so i i, I used to i said it as an example all the time to just loosen up and don't be so verbal i never did it as an exercise so i started teaching it as an exercise and all of a sudden people were doing these great great scenes and i wasn't doing anything else with the exercise except it's like hey you start one of you start off hopeful and the other one Fuck with that person's hope. And the other one uh, start off fearful. Yeah, start fearful. Start fuck that person's fear. The fear. And we were crushing scenes left sure. and right. It was unreal. Yeah, I'm sure. It was like just magic powder. Uh-huh. And I was That's... like, this is the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, mm-hmm. there. There's the most improv masturbation. There's a fucking a lot of it right there. Yeah. All right. That'll we got a, a uh, we have an Italian air show. Ready oh, for an Italian air show let's here? Hope. Let's From hope. From Creamer Jean. Actually an Italian I'll get out show. the checklist. All right. Creamer Jean says hello, Matt, Paul, and Jacob. <laughs> Creamer Jean is a great. I do like Creamer Jean. <laughs> that'll get you. That'll get your email read. <laughs> I've struggled with the idea of writing to you with my Italian air show, but in episode ninety-five, you emphasize that you want our tragedy. I promise yeah. that in the fifteen years since this event, no one has ever found anything in it to laugh about. And right now, I would like to put in my own trigger warning. 
in case you read this on your show. So I think it will work for you. Holy wow. shit. Wow. I am, and I did not read this. I have no idea what oh, this says. Oh, jeez. No, this was this was an unopened. Uh, I, I I know for a fact that I am the only person that that has read this. Uh, so Gene so Gene right has now. told. Don't, uh, what I understand is Gene has told this story before to her friends and, and to, to other people around her, and no one has ever found any comedy in it before. So this is a challenge, a challenge. This All right. is absolutely not an Italian air show. Then. <laughs> oh, this, this is an Italian air show. Well, we'll see. All right. In my early twenties. I had a large group of loosely associated friends who would get together for yearly for a yearly Halloween party. Hold on, freeze. Is this, is, have you read ahead in this, Jacob? I at have. All? Is this, is, is this going to involve something that is this going to involve like a sex crime? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just Good. because it was Halloween, you thought of, you're, you automatically go to Jump sex crime. To sex Correct. Crime. <laughs> Always trick, never treat for me. <laughs> Guys, don't go to Donnelly's house. <laughs> don't ring that doorbell. Do you not. will get fucked. You I will don't, get fucked. I tell you what, I do not have candy for you. No, you don't have candy. <laughs> He's the scarecrow sitting on the porch yeah. waiting to jump up. You don't think it's anything, and it's him. It's, it's me, motherfucker. Person. He's it's just a, sitting there with a, a, tub, a tub of popcorn in his yep, mouth. Yeah, tub of popcorn. <laughs> if I only had a boner. If I only had a boner. So for a few years, I was attracted to a particular party goer, but we shared nothing more than shy flirting and smiles from across the room. This year was different. Oh. Because Jupiter was in my money house, (laughs) this party was an all-nighter. Yeah. Our host had learned the hard way that drinking and driving was a bad idea, (gasps) and anyone drinking was expected to stay over. Things got serious between us, and the flirts escalated all the way up into an unoccupied bedroom. Hey, yo. Everything was great at first. Oh, shit. Now, this th- is so far, we got to say Italian Air Show, yeah? First check. Yeah. Check, check. I'm saying, yeah, we're, check. we're good, because this is this is years-long flirtation. Yep. Yeah. Annual flirtation, and which is fucking sweet, right? Yep. Like, build, what anticipation. And Halloween hookups are usually fantastic. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm picturing costumes here. This is, this That's is great. what I mean. Uh-huh. Vampire teeth left some, in your panties. Some of my favorite, favorite, favorite party <laughs> hookup stories are Halloween hookups. Would you vampire teeth in your panties? I'm too busy reminiscing about my own sexual. It's a walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walk of shame, you still have the teeth then? You got teeth in your panties. The, pe- the teeth are hanging off your panties. <laughs> Everything was great at first. But good, then I begin to feel uncomfortable. Good, good, uh, good Halloween sketch would be uh, walk of shame coming to the office still in your Halloween costume. And be like, uh, do you wear that last night? And be like, no. Why would you ask me that? You're dressed like a clown, or you're dressed like a vampire. You're dressed like a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you ask me that? That's that's very rude. <laughs> no, I wore this this morning. All right, good. So everything was great at first, but then I begin to feel uncomfortable. Discomfort turned into pain which quickly became excruciating. My IUD had expelled with devastating consequences and massive devastation of my very sensitive parts. Holy shit. I cried out in pain, howling, telling him to stop that he was hurting me. He immediately jumped off the bed and I was breathlessly crying. The people playing beer pong must have heard my cries because they began pounding on the locked door. Oh, oh no. no! In our shock, we did not answer, so they broke it down. Oh no! <laughs> Two or three 
or four guys stormed in. I don't remember the exact details. They found me curled up on the bed weeping with my naked and confused date standing over me. Both of us and my friend's out-of-town's roommate's bed were covered in blood. They made a quick assessment of the situation, yelled out to the party that I was being raped, and began to viciously beat my partner. Holy shit. I pulled it together enough to tell them to stop the beating and explain the situation. I needed to go to the hospital, and finding someone sober enough to take me there was a problem. So, does that mean you want me to stop beating this guy up, or...? This is the part where the burning jet fuel hits the audience. The only guy that can drive her is the beat-up dude. Ten minutes later, the police and an ambulance show up to respond to the 911 call that was made while the quote-unquote misunderstanding Ah, was still a hot issue. Damn. Once I explained that there was no sexual assault, the cops could not help but notice the under-21 partygoers and the ankle monitor on our host... He was on parole for his third DUI, and drinking parties with illegal guests was certainly a oh, violation. No! Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! I went to the ER to be patched up, some citations were given out, and my friend had to return to prison for the remaining three months of his sentence. We remain close friends, but we've never spoken of this night. Fucking you in the face with much love, Creamer Jean. She's right! I have nothing! <laughs> That is intense. That's a Halloween and a half right there. Is your name Creamer Jean or Pandora? I mean, (laughs) holy shit. That box got opened in a bad way. I mean, that's an Italian air show. Jeez, I'm crow. That is absolutely an Italian air show. That checks every box. That's, yeah, that's terrible. Because the the beating was actually, I thought, the jet fuel. You thought that was the end. You thought that was it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's where it ends. Because you're like, not only did did my ID explode so it hurts. Well, we didn't know that the guy, well, she did give us a hint about him being uh, DUI'd. Yeah, she she did. uh, She foreshadowed it. Perfectly written. Really nicely done. Perfectly written. Yeah. Really nicely done. What a tale. Holy shit. Again, this is a great example. You want to talk some improv right here. Truth is stranger than fiction. You cannot make this kind of shit up. Yeah. You can't get goofier and crazier than the shit that actually happens in real life. Yeah. So don't try. And that was like, a, it's, 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 a, it's a triple disaster. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, even if you oh, wrote yeah. that, if you wrote that into a, a sitcom, it has, it, ha- it, has, it has your three beats. So I suppose nothing went further with the guy. Yeah, that, like, I, was, they, I was just about to say, I'm married? really curious about that. that that's, yeah. that's probably a dead end. I, I, feel oh, like that, I feel like that was probably the one and only. Otherwise, great wedding toast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way these two started, I did not think I'd be standing here today. <laughs> when I broke that door down. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I was holding Jared's face in my hands. Thumbing, choking the life out of him. Thumbing both thumbing of his, his eyeballs <laughs> for being a rapist. I did not think the woman he was raping would be his wife today. And sure enough. Stockholm Syndrome or no, she stands before us. <laughs> and that's why we call him Jared the Rapist to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy, right? I mean, that, it's hard, right? Because the guy, here's the hardest part of that story. The guy who got beat up by four people for being a rapist <coughs> isn't the guy who got it the worst in the story. No. <laughs> you know? Nope. Like, those guys could have understood it was a misunderstanding. The guy who hosted the party with jail. Yep. For three, for three months. months. That's rough. Ugh. Prison for three months, not jail. Yeah. yeah Prison. Yeah. What's the lesson, Paul? Don't wear an ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> mine That's, is that is correct. Mine is uh 
answer the door when four people are pounding on it, even if you don't want to. <laughs> answer the bo- the door with a blood covered boner. Yeah, I mean, no, it's the uh, they both should yell, "Come in!" or just a second. Come in, right. yeah, just a second. But she was in terrible One pain. Moment. He's trying to figure things out. I know. That's re- wow. That's Italian air show and a half, right? That there. is why I always put a sofa in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly why. <laughs> Even now with your wife, like there's no one in your home. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just habit at this point. For like, more on Jacob's rape tips. Just, <laughs> she just kind of gives you that extra long kiss and you're like, I'll sofa the door. Excuse I'll sofa me. the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's do not disturb signs and then there's sofa the door. Well, I mean, people can ignore the sign. You know you what? can't ignore the sofa. You know what? That's 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 actually that could be a really fun catchphrase. Hey baby, let's sofa the door. I'm writing a different episode title yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um How much do you like me? You yeah. like me enough to sofa the door? Wanna sofa the door? Hey <laughs> it's Gary. I uh about the other night I know I got beat up for being accused of raping you and now your friend is in jail, but mm-hmm. I was uh Yeah. I have extra tickets to a Blind Melon cover band. Oh, and, uh, yes, I just a thousand I, times. I just yes, didn't know what you're what you're up to, and I I wanted to. I, well, you know, for Halloween I was the B girl. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you, the you li- saw the connection. The Life is Pretty Plains are a great band, and uh, <laughs> the Life is Pretty Plains. <laughs> I was just looking up Blind Melon to get song titles for the name of the cover band. The my favorite is thing plains. is pulls for cover band. It's one of my faves. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Paul and Storm do a fuck ton of that shit. All, that, that's their whole thing is cover bands. Yeah. Oh, boy. Cover um, band jokes. Oh, shoot. We should do a little. That was a great story. I oh, know, that was so good. We, we were past Jock vs. Nerd time. We should get into that. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have a Jock vs. Nerd? Because Scoop of Steve sent us in one if you don't. What do you uh, do? Yeah, go, yeah. Let's go. Let's do a Scoop one. Scoop, and then we'll uh, take a look at the second one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Explosion. So this is a continuation of Scoop of Steve's email from a little while ago. Uh, Jock versus Nerd question for Paul. Paul. Yes. Who won the 2015 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship? Well, it hasn't happened yet. Okay, then. Is that your final answer? Paul's answer is undecided. Wait. Well, right? There's two more to go, right? Did it finish? Yes. Oh, it shit. Did. See, I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Was it Wisconsin? It was not. Okay, then I don't know. Was it Duke? It was Duke. Oh, gross. Matt yeah. did not get to call his dad and have the uh, congratulatory Duke Good lost phone call. memory, Jacob. That's yeah. exactly right. That's... That is always the most disappointing thing. Well, I mean, I could give a fuck about who wins. I don't even care if Kentucky wins as long as Duke doesn't win. Damn it. Well, That's kind of gross. Sorry, Duke's the worst. <laughs> it's Here's what a, a friend of mine texted me like saying. Very didn't sorry. Like, didn't Coach K like have a conniption fit and flop on the on the ground and and go bananas during the game? I heard some little dribbling. He was about uh, this. more outwardly emotional throughout this entire NCAA tournament than he typically is. Yeah, 
Um, it is because he really it, it was probably. What he's got two more years to live, right? That was part of it. <laughs> he's on borrowed time. Uh, it was probably one of his most underdogged kind of staff. He, he really, uh, you know, like a player kicked off the team. Yeah. Uh, they were down to like eight active players, mm-hmm. and so um, there's a real uh, ragtag effort. Also, Duke doesn't typically have um, guys that are definitely going pro early all the eight time. Eight active players. Yeah, they only had eight active players on the team for the yeah, tournament. Yeah. I believe the normal number what, is 15. What happened to them? Uh, one guy got kicked off the team. Uh, one guy got injured. A big a big star got injured. Oh, and then another mm-hmm. guy got kicked off the team. Oh, boy. The, the Duke does have, you know, as much as I hate them, they do have probably higher academic standards than other I was going to say it is partly due to their stringent yes. academic requirements that they got booted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, so it was hard. It, well, here's what I was happy about. Wisconsin beat Kentucky. Yeah, they did. Kentucky was thirty. It was thirty-eight. No, when they lost, yeah, right. I would have had a hard time hating Duke when they were going up against an undefeated juggernaut like Kentucky. So the fact that Wisconsin won made it really easy to root against Duke in, in the national. You would have rooted for Duke against Kentucky. No, I just would have. I that? just wouldn't have been. It would have been like the Super Bowl this year. I would have been. It would have been okay. on Both sides. Oh, I got you. Right. Um, I. Uh, was it was it was a it was a great final it was a great final four Wisconsin Kentucky was a great game and then the, the final was a great game and mm. there's a lot of good games in the tournament good um it was it was a great a lot of fascinating stories this year my dad my fucking dad yeah in the family pool you know I'm one of five boys so there's there's there was a, we had a we had a big family NCAA pool uh huh picked all four final four teams correctly get out of wow. here. And picked Wisconsin beating Kentucky. What's he doing? Why isn't he in this town making serious dough? He won the public defender's pool uh, down at the courthouse. Yeah. And he won, he won some dough. Yeah, I bet. He won some dough. So, yeah, he would have won a bunch of money in Vegas if he had, right. if he had yeah. played it here. That had been huge. Because I know Couldn't the Vegas books cleaned up well, maybe. In, the, in this Final Four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody had bet Kentucky against Wisconsin, and then everybody bet Wisconsin against Duke. Yep. So the, all the money yeah. was on those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the game was tough. I, uh, a lot, too much sports radio was about the refs this morning. I, I think the refs, yeah. uh, the refs did blow a couple they, calls. They blew one big call. But you know what? Uh, Wisconsin looked tired. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin looked tired. When they just had that giant emotional game against Kentucky, too. That's right. They, they beat a fucking 38-0 juggernaut with like seven right. people going pro next year. Like, yeah, yeah. It was an insane win. There wasn't they a, beat the best team in the tournament. If they had beaten Duke, it still wouldn't have been as impressive as a win as the, what they beat with Kentucky. And the, the cool thing about college basketball is when, it, when the dust settles and time moves on, when you, say, when you turn around and you say, I was a, we went to the Final Four, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You say I was in a Final Four team, or we coached a Final Four team. That is a great accolade. That doesn't. There's not too many places where you saying you're in fourth place or possibly fourth place that you get to flaunt that in a way that people go like, "Holy shit!" Right. So when it's all said and done, that they that Wisconsin went to the Final Four and they went to the finals. You know, they'll always have a down. But saying you're a Final Four team is something that you'll always feel amazing. About. It's certainly far more interesting to me than the uh, NBA ever will be. Yeah. The only good thing about the NBA is the best team wins. Yeah. By doing best of sevens for Best every of fives round. and best of sevens. No, they don't do best of fives anymore. I thought they still did best of fives no, early. They don't. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget how many years ago. Oh, I uh, missed they, that. They switched to best they of seven in the first round. Best of seven. Okay. And so because of that, like the best team wins the NC, it wins the NBA championship. That's the only good thing about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But uh, yeah, so that was a good question for Wallace. Do you have a question for me? I do. Uh, first, I've got a, a bonus jock question for you here, though. Uh, who won the 2015 NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament? Ooh. Just happened Tuesday night. Yeah. Or tu- Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Georgetown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can tell by uh, Matt's laugh that is possibly incorrect. <laughs> that is probably plausibly incorrect. I actually I no don't idea. know. This is this because I'm a jerk. I don't know this. Who is it? I believe it's UConn. It is UConn. Look yeah. at that. So that's always a know. safe guess. You knew yeah. it. But that's yeah. It's, it, with with women's basketball, it's like yeah, it's a pie chart. Is yeah. it's UConn, Notre Dame, Tennessee, yeah. or Baylor right. every year? Yeah, and then uh, it was it was UConn, Notre Dame, correct? It was. Yeah, and that was a rematch of last year. So I'm yeah. fine. I'm still a jock. I nailed it. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, question for Matt. Ready. Who did Batgirl's motorcycle stunts in the 1967-68 Batman TV series on ABC? Whoa. Who did the Batgirl stunts? The motorcycle stunts, specifically. The Batgirl motorcycle stunts. Okay. Who would do motorcycle stunts? That's what I'm trying to think of, right? So it seems like it's like, because at first you're like, who the fuck would know that? But then the answer is, so it must be some famous motorcyclist had done it, right? Who did, who did motorcycle stunts in the 60s and 70s? Evil Knievel. I think it's got to be Evil Knievel. You're both going Evil Knievel? Yeah. Uh, the answer is Yvonne Craig. Oh. Who played the part of Batgirl? You were very confident. I was. I, I was going to guess it, but I wasn't confident about it. I didn't know. Yvonne Craig did her own motorcycle stunt. She was a motorcycle rider already, and thinks that it actually helped her get the role of Batgirl. Trick question. I hate you. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I that was know. a fun question. I didn't know it either. That was a good yeah, question. That was that a really a good, good question. nerd question. Excellent. That was a good nerd question. So the '60s Batman's are out now. Yeah, they're on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, uh, I've said it before on the other podcast. I'll say it here. That Batman 66 comic book re- redo is amazing. If you like that show at all, it's so funny. It's so tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I want to get that mega set. I'm just waiting for it to price drop just a little bit. A little steep from my wallet right now. But I'm not that big of a Bat fan, but uh, I do Bat eventually want to get it. Bat fan. Bat fan. I have a lot of Batman like stuff. Page turn would be the big comic explosion. Page turn. <laughs> page turn. <laughs> Toy purchase. Toy purchase is where it's at. Yeah. Oh, man. Got some new Simpsons in the mail today. Oh, man. Yeah. That, oh. that whole collection is fleshed out. Because uh, it's, it's, it's a story from a friend of a friend. But you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. I have to talk in veiled terms. But you're, you, might, you might. I'm sure I'll get it. Cut up in your gut. Uh, so. Uh, Eli was in town. Don't kill Eli. Yeah, check out check out Don't Kill Eli on YouTube. Especially especially episodes I think four and five are so funny. Um, uh, we we all have a a, a friend that's in a, a late night sketch comedy show. Uh, who was uh you know they they weren't shooting so he was over in L.A. taking care of a couple of things and he was uh came in from an audition for a movie, ran into J.J. Abrams in the halls of Bad Robot. And JJ Abrams said, "Hey, you want to see something?" <gasps> no. And brought our friend from the late night sketch comedy show. <laughs> no. To go watch some Star Wars. Fifteen minutes of Star Wars. Shut up. See, this is what's. Blo- I mean, that's great. I would not yeah. watch it anyway. I would. Oh, yeah. I'd been like, "Thanks, but no, JJ. I'm gonna wait." <laughs> I really would. I have bullshit. I have, no, I'm well. Okay, probably right. But, <laughs> Total bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know that that's what you want to do in your heart. 
Right, but you I would not be impolite to J.J. Abrams. No, I would no. not. No, I would not. would not. I would go and watch the thing with J.J. Abrams, and I'd critique it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, I can't wait. I really can't wrap my head around the fact that new Star Wars is coming this year. It feels weird to me, too. It's kind of like when Better Call Saul was coming out. I was kind of like, I don't want to be excited for it because... Breaking Bad was so good. It just feels like it could it and could I, be good. I'm hearing it it's, could be it's terrible. pressing all the right buttons. It's it is better. It was. I said I was cautiously optimistic, and it is way better than that. That's and, awesome. Uh, and Bob Odenkirk can act his ass off, which is something that was surprising to me. Can you believe how excited are we for that new show? Bob and David back together. I know, Mr. Fucking show. Fucking hey. I wonder if it'll Netflix. be called Mr. Show again. Probably not. Or probably not. That's HBO. So stuff. messy over there. Yeah. But man, Mr. Show, so oh. good, so good. Just remin- we were reminiscing about. We have, we have some young listeners, and if you don't, yeah, know you what probably we're don't know about. Mr. Show. Go get the DVDs of Mr. Show. You yeah. can find them used for Diddly Squat. It's amazing. It's the best sketch comedy ever made. Yeah, up, up there, it's it's, definitely. I mean, it's, it's it's right there in line with Python and all oh, that some stuff. Great, it's just great sketches. Fantastic stuff. My favorite is the audition. What is your favorite? My favorite is Nos- uh, Nostradamus. Yeah. yeah, Nostradamus uh, is Mr. married Show. to. The children's fashion designer. Good God, it's great. First time I watched Mr. Show's The Audition, I was... Oh, The Audition is... I mean, that's a whole other... That's, uh, that's laughing. what's his name. Um, uh, The guy who made Moral Oral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name. He, wrote, he wrote that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't uh, know. His name escaped me. He has a funky name. Well, we'll know that name in our next episode. <laughs> uh, I, no, oh, we won't. I want to say... It's, that's absolutely true. We will not. Uh, we will not do our research. Um, Dino Stantonopoulos. I have to say this now. Right? Sure. We're I gonna, think that's it. We'll talk about the next episode but because of the timing of it. If you are downloading this on the first day it's available, I am in Fifty Shades of Grey tonight. I am playing oh, Christian yeah. Grey at uh, Fifty Shades of Grey for the first and probably last time. No, just the first time. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've, I'll have a lot to say about that and a lot of maybe two minutes to say about that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that. Um, I want to thank Penn Gillette, who's better at doing his research and speaking uh, calmly on his <laughs> podcast for creating this podcast. Thank you, Penn. We are your Frankencast. Um, Frankencast. I love it. Uh, I want to thank uh, our visual mafia, Michael, Ryer, and Ace. Mm, uh, good shit. And I want Always. to thank... Uh, they did some great stuff for our first anniversary. And some really fun Easter stuff. The Easter stuff was so good. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see. I want to thank Summon JJ, Tony Longworth, and of course Nick. And I want to thank Jessica on Hayscoop's account, mm-hmm. Jeff over there on the Reddit account. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to all the scoops who are coming on Scoop Cruise and come, bring the, the yeah. everybody. Come on, let's do it. And uh, last week was our second most listened to week in our history. So thank you for all of you for Hooray. downloading our show. Please uh, continue to do so, and uh, we will see you soon. <laughs> So on the scoop cruise, we'll have to have like a scoop improv workshop for all the scoops. Yeah. If they want that. In our private cabin. They probably just want to hang out and drink. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. They're better at that than than, than improv. Right. <laughs> scoop cruise. We're, we're probably better at that than improv. <laughs> when we get down to I it. know. I am. Coming out of retirement, baby. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs>
the Rocky Four of my alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool who doesn't drink it down. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs>